TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Okay, lost one down. Deep right center field. Hit to the gap. There you go. Up and gone. Jake Caves first of the year, and it's two to nothing. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 race. Magic number is still at 78. I'm Rami Makloff along with Twins Reporter. And uh, I just drew a complete blank. Derek, my name's Wetmore. Derek. Yeah. I don't know. My brain just stopped working. We did like a two hour show together to yesterday, dude. Welcome to aging, Rami. Welcome to aging. What the hell just happened there? Like, literally, mid sentence. Oh, what happens? My brain stopped working. Hey, I don't know it's what just that the was. start, Rami. Manny Hill is on the other side. It's just the, the start. Don't no, tell don't, me that. Don't, don't question don't tell it. Me that. Go with it. No. Use it to your advantage. No. Purposely forget things now and get sympathy. Did I. What? Make the intro too long? Have I put myself in a bad spot to remember that whole no, intro? No, you got it. Right. Bomba Soda, 10,000 ranks, magic number 78. 78, and then there I you forgot go. your name. That's okay. I'm here to help you. <laughs> Rami, I'm here to help you through this, even though I'm, you, actually younger than, I'm actually younger than you. Yeah. So. It's the twin show, right? Today? This is a twin show. <laughs> this isn't yeah. Purple this Daily? Isn't Purple Daily? I thought Purple Daily was at noon every day. You guys. It's when not Mackie and Judd with Rami either. <laughs> so Even though two-thirds of Mackie and Judd with Rami Did are I in that studio right now. Raised by wolves? <laughs> is this Raised by Wolves? Gosh. Timberdale's going to be great. Twins had a, a Monday off, which they certainly needed after playing two straight weeks and, uh, and suffering some injuries and... God forbid having a losing stretch over eight games, even though they had a, a, a winning road trip and a winning home streak over that time. They, they lost five of eight, and uh, I think they really needed that off day, guys. I think that was a, a, a very good thing for this Twins Sounds team. like you needed that off day. I did. I really did. <laughs> and they had played, what, 13 consecutive days? Yeah. including no. Yeah, two straight weeks. Including the uh, 17 in yeah. epic game, which, by the way, I got a little bit tired of every time that something would go wrong. They'd be like, well, they played 17 innings just I a little know, while ago. I know, yeah, that's right. But you know what, guys? I So so I've seen this, and I don't know. It, it's become so hard to tell now if this is a product of just Twitter. And, and you know, we, we assume that the world is on Twitter, and all Twins fans are, which clearly they're not. Yeah. But I can't figure out if if Twitter is just for the sake of the conversation we're about to have the reference point here, it's really weird. Okay, it's late June, and the Twins have been fantastic. Up until now, and they've hit a skid. It's baseball. You're going to hit skids. Good, bad, indifferent. I, I believe that through until Sunday's game, Houston had lost seven consecutive games. Is that right? The oh, Dodgers and Yankees have been streaking of late. It's just, if, you're, good baseball if you're a good team, you're going to have some ups and downs. But the weird thing to me is, it seems like... Uh, through the series in Kansas City, through yesterday on Twitter, and w- when you looked at comments about the Twins, you had your, oh my God, this is it. This is the beginning of the end. This is, or you had your, it's absolutely fine. There's nothing to see here. Move along. I'm known as panic, but in my world, it's baseball. And and this Twins team, and we've been talking about this for how long now? Basically since May. This is the easiest team to do deduction on that I've ever seen. They have offensive players out. They're going to come back. The offense is really good. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is a fluke. There are people overachieving, yes, but I think the offense is just good. The pitching, we've talked about it for how long now? Quite a while. So, 
I don't understand why why isn't what the twins are currently going through the equivalent of life to a shade of gray. It's not worth panicking about and it's not worth going the direct opposite way and saying it's absolutely fine. This is what it is. And and there's been nothing I've seen within the last 2 weeks or so that makes me deviate from the conversation that we've been having for probably 2 months now. I, you need bullpen help? I would like starting help. Guys, pitchers who we expected to regress have. That does not mean that that they won't come back and get hot again. But just for once, let's keep this thing in the middle. Let's continue to drive. Let's have the bus going sixty. Yep. Not ninety five. Not five. No breaks though. And let's be and let's be <laughs> no re- breaks. Realistic. <laughs> let's be realistic about where yeah. this team stands because that's not until something goes drastically wrong and somebody breaks their leg or something awful happens. You have to sure. say it, didn't you? Yeah, well. Well, no, but that's that got would any make wood you, in the studio. But if Byron if Byron Buxton, if something bad happened yeah. where he's going to be done for the year, then yes, that changes the dynamic. But the dynamic does not change because in the last 13 games, it's not gone fantastic. I feel like that dog in the burning living room, or maybe it's dining room. I think he's sitting at a table as the house is yeah. aflame around him. And he says, this is fine. is fine. Yeah. This is fine. I feel like that when I interact occasionally with Twins Twitter. Now, I will say there are segments of Twins Twitter, I'd say the majority, that is perfectly reasonable they are willing to point out shortcomings and also say, this is a great baseball team. What a fun summer this is. But there's just that little sliver. And I think this is what you're addressing, Judd. And Rami, you've dealt with this in your first year here mm-hmm. in the Twin Cities. There's that little sliver. It's so shouty and angry and negative. And it feels like that is the perception of the entire fan base. There is a slim, slim minority who thinks everyone's going on the injured list tomorrow and the season's over. Now... If they would have gotten Craig Kimbrell, I guess it would have been a different story. Apparently, that that section would have been appeased. But I keep going back to the architects of this fantastic baseball team do not have the blind spots that we are projecting onto them. The negative portion of that fan base that is saying, these guys are idiots and they're not going to do anything to fix it because nobody's ever done anything to fix it for the Twins. I got news for you. This is a new era. This is a new right. sheriff in town. They have a, what, a two-year track record now that we're talking yeah. about? But we do have And this to, is the first great, great team that they've had. To be fair, we have to see, because this is the first time that they've taken a team in this direction, which is fun to watch. Yeah. But we do have to see now. What we're going to find out is what they believe. I, I can tell you this. They don't care what we believe. No. <laughs> so, they shouldn't. And we're gonna find that but if they but if they look at this and they're like, well, we don't think or and and the one thing that I will continue to say about these guys, and I think it's gonna take about a five year period to really be be sure in what you're saying is we don't know exactly how they think. Let me ask you this though. Because the the trend at least with this year's twins team has been, and whether you're talking about pitchers or whether you're talking about position players, the hidden gem. C.J. Crone. Nobody knew C.J. Crone was going to have an all-star type of season. Jonathan Scope had a legitimate case to be made for an all-star game. You can go around the diamond and the hidden gems. Odorizzi, Martin Perez. If they don't make a big splash at, at or leading up to the trade deadline, but they go and they get what they think is a hidden gem. Maybe they think Cody Allen is a hidden gem. 
are Twins fans going to be okay with that? No. That they they go look. Mm-hmm. I know I know this doesn't look flashy or sexy on paper. This guy that we just got, but trust us. No, they won't be happy. Let me ask you just a one word answer from both of you guys. Do you think they're going to make a splashy move before July thirty first? Yes, I Robbie. do. Yeah, I, I I do too. So but, let's but I'm just not sure. Of sure, that. I'm not hundred percent either because I don't know him. But you know, I like getting Will Smith is a splashy move. Getting a Ken Giles is a splashy move. If the Indians fall out of it and trade Brad Hand, like I think they're going to make a splashy move of that caliber. I just believe that. Let's say, let's dismiss that for a second because we all agree. Would you be offended if they make kind of that under the radar move? And I don't think Cody Allen is it, by the way. I don't think that's the final piece. Yeah. But do you trust these guys to go find the next guy rather than go get a big name? I I have faith in them that they can do that. So if if that's the route they took, I'd sit back and go, okay, let's see if this works. I wouldn't I wouldn't kill them for it right off the bat. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be that upset because they have a track record of doing it. So I'd give them a chance of at least doing it. And if it didn't work, that's on them. Then you kill and them. and yep. I would absolutely second guess it. I would yep. openly and honestly second guess it. I'd be like, look, guys, I gave you the benefit of the doubt, and this thing didn't work, and now you deserve to get crushed for not making the splashy move at the trade deadline. And that's the great thing about our job. Yes, we, <laughs> we, have, we have the ability to do exactly that. And the thing that you have to hope, if you're a Twins fan, is that there is a, a recognition of no matter what the long-term plan is, and there definitely is a long-term plan in place here. Oh, yeah. Is that these guys have the ability to see that this is a special team. Yep. And that everything, and again, it goes back to certain years, 2009 Vikings, certain years are special. And when everybody you basically sign and bring in is successful, that's a eureka moment, right? And so, yeah, I... I would hope that they clearly see that no matter what your plan is for 2020 and beyond, the 2019 is providing an opportunity that nobody in February could have known, but now three months in is very clear. It's a charmed season. And Judd, you taught me this very early on at the radio station, formerly known as 1500 ESPN, that it's okay to second guess in our chairs because it's not our job to be right. It's your job to be right. And if you're not right, then we're going to talk about it and we're going to assess it. My whole point is just that I think these guys, and namely Derek Falvey and Thad Levine and everybody under them, I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt with the way everything has panned out. Such a charmed season. Everything they've touched has turned to gold this year. It's pretty hard for me to sit in this chair and say, but I know better, you're going to screw this up. They've earned the benefit of the doubt in a lot of ways, in a lot of different categories and boxes that you like to check off for a general manager, but... Have they earned the benefit of the doubt that they'll go out and make the big splashy move? That they'll no, use... no, that's blind faith on my part. Okay, <laughs> that they'll <laughs> use just the said. prospects or the money or both that it takes to go out and get that guy. Right, but this team right now is going through something that, with guys hurt, you would you would expect. This is yeah standard. Would, so so this is not right. this is not time to panic, and it's not time to deflect and say don't talk about it because the Twins are absolutely fine. It, this is time to accept that these are the ebbs and flows of a baseball season that every team goes through. And you know what? At some point in time, the Twins are pro- probably going to drop five consecutive. Oh. M- maybe seven. Okay, uh, all right. Hang uh, on. Uh, you hang see? On a second. I we, thought I was the pessimist on Friday. Just I, like just like fr- Houston did. On the Friday. Houston Astros just lost seven consecutive games. Yeah, but this the is Twins the Minnesota to- Twins we're talking about, Judd. 
You're supposed to All be right, the driver of this Bomba bus. You got exactly right, but I'm navigating it. You put me in charge of the bus because I am navigating it in a way See? that is responsible to success. Rami, don't don't try to pretend like you didn't play the same game <laughs> late last week, my friend. If you are drinking, all I said, Judd, and I was all of a sudden the pessimist on the show. I did the same thing you did. I threw out a a not so pleasant hypothetical. Yeah. I said, look, they're in a rough stretch right now. They could, it could get rougher. They could lose ten of twelve. You know and Manny Derek. and Derek said, you know who Derek is? <laughs> you know who Derek is? He's the guy on the bus, open container, and I didn't know it, and I'm driving, and now I'm busted. <laughs> now I'm busted because you had what I thought was a thing of orange juice. Oh, you and can't it was, have a road and beer it, in Bomba Soda, and it was spiked with vodka, oh, and now man. the cops got us pulled over, well, and should. I'm getting a major ticket because some doofus in my bus. He's How not was driving, I to know though, on a party bus? A, you can have open containers on a party bus. He was you? sitting too close to the front. You got to get the right licensures, my friends. How was I to know? Yeah, I don't know that you can do that. <laughs> I don't think a school bus can have an open container. <laughs> What a baseball. Nope. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And I'm I'm only joking about the like Rami being Rami's negativity, his his crime was saying they might get swept in a four gamer in Kansas City. After they'd already lost one. You'd have to work at that. That would have like, been a, like that would would have been have a bad to, weekend. You would have to work but very hard. But my overall hard. point was, even if that should happen, if, it's even, all if, good. even if these bad scenarios that I laid out, that Judd yeah. laid out, do play out, you're still in a really good spot. Also Let's be crystal clear, because I, I would say the same exact thing if the Twins had done this. Let's be crystal clear. We're talking Cleveland now, right? They're playing improved baseball. They're sure. they're, they're still, what, eight back or something. So I'm it's not, not we're watching yet. Okay. Seven and a half. Okay. Okay. Seven and a half. But, but also, let's be clear about this. They just swept the Tigers. Have you guys seen yeah, Detroit yeah, Tiger yeah, baseball of late? But have you guys seen the Indian schedule between now and the All Star break? It gets very easy. But mm-hmm. that, but that Kansas City and Baltimore. But it, wake me up when they're tied. But for but for all but for everybody that comes at me because I continue to say the Twins are taking advantage and good for them of a down American League and these are, are the teams I'm talking about. People, this is what I'm talking about. Cleveland's playing these teams now. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to work to lose some of these games. Here's the what Baltimore I say. Orioles are aggressively pursuing about 110 defeats. <laughs> aggressively, <laughs> really hard. And you God bless them. The gas pedal they that. want the draft pick. <laughs> yeah, they've cut the brakes too in a completely oh, different way. They're going way. backwards down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I say this too about the American League Central? If you ask me right now, who I think is going to win this division? Of course, I'm going to say the Twins, and I still feel very, very good about that. But, and me and Pat talked about this on Royce on Baseball, which you'll hear later today at 6 o'clock here on the AM1500, ScoreNorth and ScoreNorth.com, the ScoreNorth mobile app. There you go. Um, boy. We have seen, <laughs> we have seen larger division leads than this be blown. And those division leads were held later in the season than this, than Big where we're at deal. right now. Manny, who's got, oh, come hit on. Hit that panic alarm yeah, who's on got the panic alarm on your Who's got the panic alarm on your I'm not even going to hit the button you, you should hit the button on I ad- yourself. You I ad- really should. I advise you, you youngsters, to study the 1964 Phillies. Stop it, you And guys. the 1969 Cubs. What are we doing? What is wrong with you people? What are we well, doing? Uh, These the, are well, one-off Pat, examples, Pat, you guys. It's interesting, and spoiler alert, Pat brought up the 1977 Twins. Big deal. Yeah, yeah I think what they're pitching. I think have? I think the pitching is on yourself. Here. Stop it, you guys. All, all I'm saying is, yeah. why can't I find my buttons Listen, page? What are you doing? I don't know. 
I'm sabotaging you over here. You're paying, you're, <laughs> you're paying the big bucks the wheel. to sit in that chair. Man, he took no, the but wheel. Here's, here's, my, here's my point, though. Seriously speaking, here's my point. Again, like I said, I think the Twins are going to win this division. But I, but, do not, but, I do not. I do not believe the race for this division is quite over yet. I'm calling it, Manny. I'm calling it. That's fine. You guys can do whatever you want to if I prove to be wrong. But we're going to point off one-off examples like the 19 frickin' 77 Minnesota Twins. As if that has any relevance in 2019, I don't have this data in front of me. But if you went back and found all of the teams that were leading by eight games on June 24th, I would venture to bet that most of them end up holding on to that. And we can find one-off examples I, all day long. And, that's And great. that's fine. And, and like I said can before. Can I provide you guys with the ray of sunshine here? Whoa. I, Somebody a should. Ray, a ray of sunshine. There's only a tiny cloud in the sky. There's, it's all sunshine. <laughs> can, I provide you, can I provide you with blue skies yeah, are better than gray? I honestly think that a little competition is a very good thing. Yeah, could be. If you win by 10 games, that's too much for me. I'd rather have Cleveland get, I'm not saying they got to be a half game back, but I see no problem with being tested to a certain point. And we all knew Cleveland was not an absolute dumpster fire, and they played like it for a long time, but they're going to beat up on the same teams that the Twins did. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't understand why people don't want to hear that. The realistic view of the American League right now is that the good teams are Six going. Six good teams and everybody yeah, else. And they're, but they're going to, and they should, beat up on the bad teams. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. It says people get offended. You're saying the Twins are no, the Twins are good. I got a tweet yesterday, guys, from a sports fan in Minnesota, who said that I thought Wetmore was a little overly optimistic calling the division race over a couple of weeks ago. It's such a long season. There was a bit of optimism there, say, but I believe this front office is going to add, and it'll be fun to see who they get. My point is, I'm not being overly optimistic. I'm the realist here. I'm right down the middle saying this division race is more or less over. I called this thing a month ago. I know. You cut the. I you anu- were being reckless. I I'm being mathematical. I announced the Indians' time of death in May. <laughs> you did. You checked, yeah. you checked the pulse. Checked the and pulse. the body was warm, and there was a faint pulse. Doctor, that was baseball malpractice. No, it's still, it's, they're still pretty much dead. Well, There's- and Judd can back me up on this. Well, it's, what You remember the date? Uh, the dateline? Let's see. It was May 1st, I think. It yep. was last year. You and I were sitting in the Target Field press box together. And I said, these guys, it's over. They got no shot. And you turned to me and you took your readers off and you said, what? If you believe that, you've got to write it. And so I did. I sat down yep. and wrote a thousand words. Time of death, twins. May 1st, 2018. Here lies the former postseason odds of the Minnesota Twins. And I got crushed for it. I was destroyed for it. My point is, now I'm just on the other side of it saying, you project this thing out just numerically. No, it's going to yeah. be really, really, really hard for the Twins to not be playing meaningful games in October this year. But I don't all see I'm, it. And all I'm saying, it's not impossible for this thing to get even Technically tighter. non-zero, you're right. I can't yeah, believe I'll you won't hit the panic alarm on yourself. No, and you stole because the I'm, not, page pan- from I'm me. not panicking. I'm fine. I think, like I said before, I still think this team is going to win this division. All I'm saying is... It's too early for me to call it? It's too it's too early to call. I like how Manny's... It's too early to call. The voice, you you definitely, you hear that his, his heart rate is not <laughs> elevated when he says that. He's just sitting in the studio, chill as can be, chill as ever. He's like, I don't know, I'm not getting worried, but seven and a half, like, 
I love that I'm the drunken doctor in the room who's calling the time of death a month ago. And man, he's like, uh, "Doctor, yeah. I think you should uh, wait just just a minute. I think there's yeah. still like, breathing. He's up on sure here. It's a little bit of brain Go ahead, activity there. Family involved. Come in, <laughs> take the heart, yeah. take out the liver. But doctor, the patient has a faint pulse. I don't care. This is the scene in Holy Grail, right? Monty Python, the Holy Grail. I'm not dead yet. The one, the That's one, the Cleveland Indians. The one thing to keep in mind now, though, be, be, because they're very much a part of the wild card race is Cleveland is unlikely to trade. They might, but they right, might. Right, but right. I don't know about That's that. That's fair. Yeah, the Twins yeah. are going to get better. The Indians, if anything, will only get worse when you talk about a roster or a talent. But standpoint. are they going to trade Bauer now? Are they going to trade Hand? Or are, are they, they going to try and hold on? That's and what I mean. They either stand pat spot. or get worse. If they do, it's over. Like, done. That's mathematical Correct. elimination. Well, that's if they if right. they agree, Derek, with what you're saying, which there, there's an off chance, then they dump, and then it's, yeah, it's completely done then. Off to the races for your 2019 Minnesota Twins. I think we owe Judd an, an apology on some level. Yesterday on the uh, Mackie and Judd with Rami show, which Derek said none for a portion, we asked, we put up this poll question on Twitter, and we said, to what degree are you worried about the Twins season? And one of the options was Judd-level panic. That got 10%. 5% said time to be sellers, but... Most Twins fans feeling pretty good. And like you said earlier, Judd, the people who actually tweet, not participate in polls, but who actually tweet, tend to skew negative. Three hours left in the poll, almost 800 votes. 53% say they'll lose in the ALDS. 32% say still on track for the World Series. But 85% of Twins fans at least have them going to the playoffs. Yeah, that's very fair. So, yes. yeah, still feeling pretty good about this team. The I majority hope, of the Twins fan. Base. I hope there are some smart Alex among that crowd because the fact that it's only 85% is appalling. It, mathematically, guys, it's like a 98% chance. But to call it Judd level panic was a mischaracterization because Judd is clearly very calm about it's too long, Oh, yes. It's too long of a This year. is old Judd. It's too, it, no, no, no. Baseball's too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's panic. too long. No. In football, go ahead and panic. Yeah. In baseball, they're going. This is if you think that this is the roughest stretch that the Twins are going to go through this year. I think you're mistaken. There's going to be a rougher if stretch. If this is the roughest stretch, they're going to win 112 games. Yeah. So I agree there's going to be a rougher. Yeah, stretch. I'm I'm on Team Judd on this one. So things are good. Things are going pretty good for this Minnesota Twins. Game. Lay off the sauce, Doctor. That's why it's the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And we'll be back right after this. Magic number is 78. We're on Score North on 1500. ScoreNorth.com and the Score North mobile app. This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Mackie and Judd. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours in baseball and everything you need to know about how baseball works and it might get a little crazy but let's get straight to it whoever scores the most runs wins it's the score north twin show twins. twins coverage on score north and scorenorth.com drill to left and that's not coming back wow prone with another solo home run and it's three to nothing twins 
Highlight there on Fox Sports North from Dick Bremer. This is the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rake. Magic number is 78. I'm Rami Makloff from the TCL Broadcast Studios along with Derek Wetmore, our Twins reporter. You can find his thoughts on the Twins at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app, as well as Judd Zolgad's thoughts on the Twins at those outlets. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. So we were talking about the situation that the Twins currently sit in as far as the standings before the break, guys. Moving forward, Judd, like you said earlier in the segment, but talking about, like I said, the the picture in the division and and where they stand competitively, it's also pretty transparent where this team needs to go moving forward and and where they need to add. I I don't think that there's really any debate, disagreement, or, or gray area when it comes to what they need to do between now and the trade deadline. Yeah. Pitching. You don't need bats. Right. Your bats are just fine. In fact, guys, we'll come back, um, and I, I will stand by what we've been, I think I've been saying this now for at least two weeks. I, I would like to see a top end of the rotation guy who probably slots in behind Burriels, who I think has had an outstanding year and is fantastic. I would like to see one, what we consider, splash bullpen arm, so a dominant type of arm, and I would like to see a second guy who does not need to be a name that we all go, wow, I can't believe they got that guy, added to the bullpen as well if you are going to make a playoff run. And I think if you don't, it doesn't mean you can't make a playoff run. You're tempting fate. But you roll the dice at that point. But if I can go, you know, if I can go first round of the playoffs, uh, Barrios, Mad Bum, Odo, Gibson, something like that, I'm pretty comfortable. We were talking about a column yesterday from Mark Feinsand at MLB.com where he quoted one general manager, not a scout, front office member, anonymous source, a general manager who said that, the Twins will be active leading up to the trade deadline, but not as aggressive as the Yankees or the Astros of the world. I think they have to be every bit as aggressive as those organizations. I don't think there's an excuse not to be as think, aggressive as those organizations. I don't disagree with what you just said, but do you think they will be? Because I would tend to agree with what Fighting Sand was told there. So I'm with you on I'd like to see. I'd like to see that. I think he's probably told that, but people know who know how how Falvey and Levine think. And if they were as aggressive as, especially the Yankees, but potentially Houston as well, I think I'm going to be surprised a little bit. Doesn't mean that they won't add. I don't see them going into that level of aggressiveness, though. I think it depends on the market, but I think if the market plays out in their in the way they hope that it will, they will be as aggressive. I think they're looking for their Justin Verlander. I mean. I don't think Edwin Encarnacion is going to be the biggest move those three teams make, right? No. I don't think that's going to be the biggest and trade. And the Yankees could, could definitely also be in the competition for more starting pitching. They should be, yeah. They're I mean, going to be. Yeah, I, I would expect... They're not done. You're right. Both of those bullpens, too, as much as we talk about how feared they are at the back end, since the start of June, I looked up the numbers the other day, it's like they've both been terrible. Mm-hmm. The back ends of the Astros and Yankees bullpen, they're going to be in the market for relief health, too. So that... Kind of plays against the twins, but the 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 narrative that I hear so frequently, um, mostly I guess I'd say on my Facebook page because uh, that's where I can have a little bit more extended dialogue with people, is why do you think they are going to add? They've never done it before, and I would just push back on that and say they've never been in this position before. You know what? That, Derek Falvey led Twins haven't been what, here Derek, before. That storyline is going to ring true now for uh, the rest of. The this year regarding the Twins and into next year on the Wolves. 
Yes. Because people are so... They the don't same believe thing, in Gerson Rosas right. either. But the, same, but the same thing is you have to understand that the thought process... Now, this doesn't mean that that these guys are huge spenders and careless and go to uh, Taylor or the poll ads and say bleep off, but the thinking has definitely changed. And so, but I don't know. I don't. I I would be surprised if the Twins are every bit as aggressive as the Yankees will be. I will also be surprised if they don't make a couple of moves. But if they get out, but if the Yankees and the Twins go after Mad Bomb, the Yankees are ordinarily the team that, that that wins in part because in part because they are willing to go the extra mile and give up more as well because that's the other part of this equation we don't know, which is if you are playing two teams off each other. And San Francisco says, okay, we want three guys from both of you. Are the Twins going to say, we'll pay as much? That answer, Rami, I don't know. But the Twins can go as deep as the Yankees if we're talking about a trade. And if, if and I assume that whoever they are trading with will be looking for prospects. The Twins have as many of those as anybody. If you can't get in a bidding war money-wise, all right, fine. I understand that the financial structure of baseball isn't fair. But you can get into a bidding war with the Yankees and with the Astros when we're talking about giving up prospects. Mm-hmm. That's something you're as rich in as they are, if not richer. So there's really no excuse not to be as aggressive as those teams. Counterpoint would just be that they're playing for the next five years, but I think that's out the window now. I think what Judd hit on in the first segment is yeah. that this is the team. Right. Invest in this team. And, and I hope you're right. My point is I think they see that too. I, I don't think right. they're blind to this. I think they are going to invest in this team. 651-646-8255 if you want to get in on the discussion on the Score North first place Twins show. Doug in Lakeville dialed that. Now he's on Score North. It's that easy. Hello, Doug. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, something you talked about yesterday or mentioned yesterday. Uh, do a little speculating for me. Uh, if a rise comes on, whose roster spot might he take um and then let's assume everybody's healthy uh rami as you said yesterday you have a real difficult time figuring how lot tortuga is going to have a spot on the roster but assuming that everybody's healthy i would guess that for baseman what's what's the rest of the bench look like then uh given her eyes you know uh, the people, everybody coming back, uh, and then for a playoff roster, how many pitchers would you carry? And I'm just again curious, what's our bench going to look like when everybody's healthy and back? Doug, appreciate the call. You're breaking up, so we'll uh, let you go and answer the question. Um, I said yesterday, Judd, I, you know, I'm along with Patrick. I'll give Patrick Royce, president of the La Tortuga you, fan club. Did you turn on him yesterday? Atortuga? Well, I said that if he just wants what's best for him, Luis Arise continues to hit this way. You just way, like to roll your R's, and they get you healthy. replace La Tortuga because it's not as much fun to say as I can roll my R's with La Tortuga too. He did I don't it know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing me. Arise, Arise sounds better. I don't know. Do La, both. La Tortuga that mm, has a ring to it. Byron Buxton. Byron Buxton. That's pretty good. I think Arise comes off. Rami Maglock. I was just going to say you need to start rolling the R's with your own name too. It, but it comes off your tongue so quick. La Tortuga takes some build up a little bit. I feel it's like true. Arise is really good. I think you've turned on but La Tortuga. No, but seriously speaking, yeah. Once everyone is healthy, it's yep. tough, man. The way Arise is hitting right now, yeah, he's got to stick around. It's you, either if it's either or, unless Arise is part of a package, and trade, which I'd be okay with to get you help. Oh. 
I'm just throwing it out there. That 22-year-old big leaguer? You're sending him down the river for a... Oh, I'm not doing it easily. I'm just... if, if okay. I okay. He, he could be... He's proven himself really well. Looks like a good player. And, uh, and he could definitely be part of a package that a team comes calling for. And if they do, and I'm get, getting the proper pitching return, I don't think I'm saying no. I joked earlier, this is off mic, but I joked that Jonathan Scope's nickname, he has to hope his nickname does not become Wally Pip. Jonathan Wally Pip Scope to <laughs> Luis Lou Gehrig Arise. I don't think that's the situation here because when Scope's healthy, he's got a spot. But Arise has been impressive. I would say to Doug's question on whose roster spot's in jeopardy, that would be A. Ray Adrianza, in my opinion. Oh, really? You think I, so? I just, what, what does he add that Arise doesn't? They're, they're both good baseball players. I'm not kicking either off the team like without a fight. But if you've got to choose, they their skill sets a little bit redundant. I'm not saying they're the same guy, same player, same skill set, but they're close enough that for playoff purposes, I think you'd take your pick there. Astudia out as well. I keep him if I roster. can on the playoff roster. I'd keep him because it's nice to have the pinch hitter off the bench. It's nice to have the flexibility oh, to be that able guy to. For you. Who's that? Swinging from his heels. Oh, okay. Striking you're start, out 40% you're starting of the time. third baseman right now. <laughs> Go, you strike out or you homer, and I don't care because um, because Marwin Gonzalez is my starting third sacker in the playoffs. You don't need the same pitching depth in October necessarily. You pick the guys that you, you need and trust to get through first a division series it's and then series championship by series, series. Right? Yep, exactly yeah. right. So you could navigate it and say, we don't need the, the mass number of arms. We'll take our bench bombas from Miguel Sano if that's what you're doing, Judd. And you also want some flexibility with the roster, so a guy like Williams has to deal or something. Mm. If you need to, on the game, Jason Castro starts, and you want to play matchups and pinch hit Mitch Garver late in the game, nice to have that assurance that you're not screwed at Thanks, catch Gardy. or something goes wrong. Thanks, That Gardy. paranoia. If I don't have a third catcher, we're I was, bleeped. I was born into that paranoia when I started covering the Twins and Guardy was the that manager. drilled into you. That is. Third catchers are important oh, because if what if... you a third catcher, what if something happens to your two catchers? And now, you're, now you burned them. And one of them's Joe, so you want to DH him on the days he's not playing. Now you have that same problem. Both your both your catchers can hit, too. I think Astadio does still add value. But uh, Lou Gehrig... Arise. It's, it's more intriguing that our guy, Rami, has turned on I haven't turned La on Tortuga. anybody. Not my words You're now discussing taking him off the roster. I just said that this is a, if it came down a to month and a half ago, you were going La to target. Tortuga, that at this point, right. Arise has the stronger a mo- case. A month and a half ago, you were going to walk out the front door, walk to Target Field with a picket sign, and walk around <laughs> the stadium. And now you're open to the fact that La Tortuga might not fit in. This is like your kid is up for whatever, the fifth grade soccer team, and you're like, I don't know. The Johnsons kid actually had a pretty good tryout camp. I'd I'd take him. I don't know. Sorry, Timmy. Here's the problem with that analogy. I'd never let my children play soccer. (laughs) Okay, whatever. Like, whatever. (laughs) T-ball. You're like, I don't know. That other guy was stinging the ball. You might just have to go to summer camp this year, Billy. (laughs) Our our hope has to be that Jonathan Harrison just heard that. In fact, Manny, <laughs> capture that, and if not, we'll play it for Jonathan if he didn't hear it. My kid would never play soccer. It's like the U.S. men's national team was playing at Allianz Field, and Rami goes, it could be in my backyard, and I wouldn't draw the blinds. That's a great line. So that's perfect. an old line, but that's a great I love that <laughs> I line. All the time. I wouldn't open the shades to watch that. I, I can't believe that. that you're selling your guy down the river, but I, I'm not ready to kick him off this roster yet, Rami. I'm not ready to either. They're too short-handed. It's I not a problem yet. If it came down to it. If Byron Buxton gets back tonight, that's a good thing. If Marwin Gonzalez is close, that's a good thing. If Jonathan Scope's close, if Mitch Garver's not going to miss time, 
they're going to get healthy in short order, I would imagine. That's when you start to worry about this. Until they do. Just enjoy it, man. 50 wins. Is Buxton going through another workout today? Is that accurate? I thought I saw that. That's a report I saw from the Pioneer Press yesterday. That uh, it could be. I think Rocco's quote was, we're down to literally days. Does he... Is he activated today or, you know, is it tomorrow or the next day? I don't think he pegged a timeline, but the day-by-day cliche is apt in this one. I, I do think that shoe fits. And of all the injuries that they've had this season, they, I think they miss him even more than they miss Nelson Cruz when he was out. Oh, no question. I mean, it was a red-hot offense when Nelson Cruz went out. They, so they, went, they, they went could with afford him out. to lose him. With Cruz out, weren't they like 13-1 and one or some ridiculous 13-2? I think it's 13 and. Four? Okay. Is it 17 games? I think, I think Buxton, Buxton's worth, and and not in one place, but I think the overall value of Buxton in the past week plus has absolutely been shown. You've seen it. And guys can replace him, and they're not bad players, but batting ninth, his defense, just the complete package, he is, I'll go back to what I've been saying, I really believe this, and baseball does not have a lot of these guys. He's a nightmare matchup. He's a complete nightmare. He's a nightmare on the bases, in the field. If he gets on, if he gets on, he creates, he gives pitchers just such a hellish time. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. They're freaked out. They do dumb things. Lightning bolt. He's a lightning bolt at the bottom of the lineup, not to mention gold glove in center field. Uh, boys, we do have some breaking news mm-hmm. from the Twins if you can want play, Can oh. we play the... It doesn't sounder. deserve the sounder. Well, what the? Sorry, no, no disrespect. Don't downplay the sounder. Well, you, Derek, you called it breaking news. Play the yeah, sounder. It's breaking news. Play this the is pretty big, guys. This is an impactful, important roster move. Byron Buxton just went to the bathroom. Made by, made by your Minnesota <laughs> Twins. Cannot confirm or deny. Uh, note from the Twins that they have reinstated infielder Ronald Torres from the restricted list. He's been assigned to Fort Myers to make room on the forty man. That would be Gabriel Moya, the lefty reliever. He's been designated for assignment or release, so we'll see what happens. Acquired in what trade? He was uh, acquired in one of the last was like year. a minor league free agent. No, but, oh, Gabriel Moya. Moya was the John Ryan Murphy trade with the Diamondbacks. Gotcha, thank you. Yep, and 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 he had some good run. He had great minor league numbers, and you were like, wow, okay. And uh, never heard his name again. He's like that guy at Alberto Mejia. He just went away. You never heard from him <laughs> ever again. 60-day DL? No, I forgot all about him until they put him on the 60-day. Strained his calf jogging, and I don't think anyone's heard from him in two months. Yeah, you're you're hurt bad. What? I'm fine. No, you're hurt bad. 60 days. <laughs> ever heard of the 60-day injured list? I think Derek was right. That was not worthy of the break. No, it wasn't. I, told, I tried yeah. to tell you guys. Well, no, no, no. Right. He teased it that way, though. Uh-huh. That's Derek's fault, <laughs> not man. Call it breaking news. <laughs> yeah, you called it breaking news. We reacted accordingly. It was news and it was breaking. Those were both factual statements. I would have said, I have a note to pass along. <laughs> we had turbulence and you yelled, the plane's going down, Derek. I said, we're in turbulent air. Buckle your seatbelt just in case. No, you didn't. You yelled, the plane's going down, and it was nothing but turbulence. <laughs> okay, you got me. This is Score North first place Twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. We're on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app and back right after this. Baseball. On some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. He certainly has, uh, you know, a lot of hitter uh, 
hitter traits. I, I, truthfully, I think he, I think he's a, a natural born hitter and and, and a guy who um, I don't think what we're seeing right now is I don't think it's any kind of uh, you know I don't think he's getting lucky. I don't think he's you know obviously no one's going to hit whatever he's hitting you know, 500 for you know 400 for the course of a season, but um, I think the things that he does will always play, and he's been this type of hitter his entire career. From- Rocco Baldelli talking about Luis Rise. This is the Score North first place Twins show. Oh, you show off. Live from Bombasota. Just because you can roll your R's and the rest of us really can. The land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 78. I'm Rami Makloff along with Eric Wetmore, Judd Zolgad, Manny Hill, other side of the glass. Score North live coming up at 1 o'clock with Matthew Collar if uh, you're listening to us live right now. If Rise is not dealt uh, as part of a trade deadline package, his emergence, though, says what? Because now you've got Royce Lewis uh, coming up at shortstop here eventually, what, in the next three years probably? Mm-hmm. Two, three years. You've got Nick Gordon at AAA, who last I checked actually had turned things around and was doing okay. You've got Polanco, who can play short long-term or, or move to second. Both things there. You've got Arise. What does this do as far as the capability to have, have flexibility to trade? Because at some point in time, you've got at least one too too many guys at second base and shortstop. I don't it, think you can have too many. Yeah, I no, mean, but I'm saying as far as trade chips go, you, you gain the luxury of being able to consider. You definitely consider moving that. a body. Yep, and the Twins are going to have a for the first time really loaded 40-man roster at the end of the year when you have to say, hey, these guys have to be on or exposed to Rule 5. Mm-hmm. They are going to run up against that hard limit. I, yeah, I think it's just it's it's just the summer to trade. It's all lines up perfectly. Not only is this a special team, you have the prospect ammunition. In fact, you might lose some of those prospects for nothing if you don't trade some of your depth. So your point's well taken that I think you... I think you can always have a surplus. You can have one too many shortstops. That's perfectly fine. Oh, sure. But it's it's a luxury, too, at some yeah, point. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think you can have seven major league caliber middle infielders. Eventually, but something has to give. Most of the time, along with center fielders, which is on his play with Byron Buxton, those are the most athletic guys on the field, which means as they move up through your system, and this was something when I was in Milwaukee that when David Stearns first came in and started their rebuild, everybody's like, why is he stockpiling shortstops and and second baseman. And what he eventually told us was that those are guys that, A, are most highly valued when you go out on the trade market, and B, are the most athletic guys on the field. So if you end up with a logjam at second base or at shortstop, you can move a guy to second base or to shortstop or even to third base or even the outfield. And we're seeing more and more in baseball today, like we're seeing in, in a lot of sports, that guys, it's it's... More position less than it used to be. Sure. Guys can start one position today and another position tomorrow, and that's more and more becoming the norm. So if you're going to stockpile anything throughout your organization and have organizational depth, to use another Major League Baseball front office cliche, that was great. It should really be well played. It should be up the middle. It should Jeff be Chuck. it should be second baseman, shortstops, and center field. But then you can trade those guys too. You can trade the, them, or you this can is, move them somewhere else. This is the time, though. If if you are going to to dangle a carrot that's uh, potentially attractive to a suitor in front of them, this is the time to do it, right? I would say so. so it could yeah. be Arise, it could be Gordon. I don't think it's it's Royce Lewis. I my guess is that he's not going to be dealt. Polanco though has proven himself to be certainly more than we thought three months ago. 
So you are in the advantageous position of if you decide to go all in, that you could put one of those players that I just talked about in a package, and it becomes pretty attractive to a team like the Giants. Well, and I've looked at, too, the breakdown of the roster over not just 2019, but then into 20 and 21 and 22. It's like, this is set up really, really well for the Twins. There's no two ways about it. They're just mostly young, mostly good, mostly under control for the next three to five years. Life sets up pretty, pretty nicely. Of course, you can always add to the pitching staff, and that's a bit of the question mark right now. But, like, a catcher, do you have a question mark for the next five years? No, it's Mitch Garver. You can add a tag team buddy to that this winter if you need to, and Jason Castro doesn't come back, leaves in free agency. All those problems, compared with the problems of three years ago, are so, so minor. You're now aiming at the top of that roster, looking to improve it. That's why I do think this is the summer to upgrade. As a matter of fact... Things are going so good for the Twins right now. They have five guys in the All-Star voting finals and are upset that there isn't a sixth guy. That's how good things are going right now for the Minnesota Twins. Is it up to five? I missed one? Or, we were I'm talking sorry, about four, four yesterday. Four. I'm sorry, four. Oh, I thought and you were upset sneaking one in. There isn't a fifth. There should be a fifth. And Rocco Baldelli was quite vocal about that, talking about Max Kepler to uh, Dan Hayes of The Athletic said, I would have a tough time thinking that there were nine outfielders that have had better first halves than Kepler, but I also know that the all-star voting is done by fans. There are great positives (laughs) to that, but I also think that you end up in situations where the best player or the best players don't end up winning the vote, or they don't end up with the most votes because of that, because there's a lot of subjectivity involved in it. Truthfully, it feels better when the best players are the ones voted in. Oh, Rocco. If you unpack sometimes what Rocco says, it's so simple, right? Just think about that. That quote that you just read said... I don't want to put words in his mouth. Oh, come on. (laughs) He basically said, yeah, it's too bad. But when you think about who's doing this, it's no wonder he didn't make it. Too bad Yankees fans are all idiots. The first time I knew that Rocco was a, a genius at making his point without ever bashing was that the Twins had a series, I forget, it was about a month back somewhere, and the two home plate umpires on back-to-back nights were awful, and the third guy was acceptable. And Rocco said, yeah, the guy behind the plate tonight did a fine job. The insinuation being the first two guys were awful. And he's ba- and he is saying, but he's right. He's right. It's it, You can dress this up any way you want, but as, as long as how these votes are done is generated by fans, it's going to turn into one very important thing, popularity contest. Mm-hmm. Which some people are fine with. I it's find gonna, it's hurting the twins right now. But yeah, it's going to hurt the twins, and, and I'm actually surprised it's four twins. I didn't think about this. I thought it'd be two or three. Oh uh, yeah, you're I right. didn't it's think about this until we got to this this stage in this new system of voting where we have primaries and then the final vote. And I said this to Derek yesterday, but this even more than the old system favors larger markets and bigger names because before. The Yankees had to compete with 14 other American League teams in the actual all-star voting. Now the Yankees, or somebody with with name recognition, take a Jose Altuve, Mm. who's been hurt for much of this year. Once we get to that final vote, it's that guy or that city against just two other guys or two other cities. You're right. Aaron Judge is probably getting in. Right. I mean, but let's come on, just be people, people can sit in their homes all day, basically, yeah. right? And mash their computer. If you want to know how flawed this whole thing is, and this team's not going to have a lot of all-stars, they'll probably just have one, <laughs> but the flaw, if you watch the Twins game, the Twins four-game series, behind home plate in Kansas City, it said, vote Royals. Yeah. So you actually had people being like, yeah, I love the Royals. I'll go home and vote and vote for all my favorite Royals. 
if you're a bad team, you should not be allowed to put vote blank. <laughs> vote Mets. Vote Roy. No, no, no. I just want the page views. Vote Orioles. Yeah. No. No. You can't be. What? Why are you being allowed? Vote Marlins, boys and girls. That'd be funny if the Orioles just put. Just sit this one out. Yeah. (laughs) Save your votes. I love that. That's what they should do. Hard pass. Don't vote for any of our guys. They're bad. Like that. That's their slug line. MLB 2019 All Star Game. Let's just sit this one out. Hard pass. <laughs> well, hey, keep hashtag, in mind. Hashtag, nope, we're good. <laughs> this is, uh, not to detract from the point, but this is, we're talking position players here, too. I think Jake Odorizzi and Jose Brios are going to get some pretty strong consideration for this game as well. So, for whatever that's worth, the Twins could have as many as five. But Aaron Judge is going to get voted in over Eddie Rosario, and that's a damn shame. I know mm-hmm. it probably feels good, and you want to be a starter just because you're a, you're a competitor if you've made it to that level of any sport. But and Rocco Baldelli talks about this a little later in the article too. It's it's got to feel a little bit better if you sit back and think about it to be one of the reserves and be selected by your peers to go to the All Star game okay. than it even does to get voted by the fans. I'll buy it? that. I'll buy that because of who's picking you. Because they all know what Rocco Baldelli is saying is true. That this is a popularity contest. Always a guy with the best name value or who plays for the biggest city is the one who's making the all-star game. To get picked by other coaches and other players amongst your peers, I think that's that means more, even though you're not starting the game. Wouldn't you guys agree? Um, yeah, but I mean, still, if you're a competitive player, you're going to say, I'm having a great year. Why can't fans get this right? And fans don't care. So can Kepler still go as a yes. reserve then? Yeah. Sure. So the three, the three this starters is just are popu- voted and then it's This still, is the popularity yeah. contest, but then once they go to the reserves, they everybody comes back. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I would think so. And honestly, Rami, to answer your question... I don't care as long as the clause kicks into my contract. <laughs> Give me that fifty grand, man. That's all I care about. All star game. As long as you do it deal. this way, it's just so flawed. It's beyond belief. Like it just is what it is. But right. hey, like we said from the beginning, at least they're associating with the positive connotations of elections. Now, now we can spend more time talking about baseball and thinking about elections. I think that's a big win for Major League Baseball. Don't you guys for agree? Sure. We didn't have enough election. Manfred, uh, you genius. Oh, yeah, he's done a great job. Found a way to get some positive association Yeah, Rob's done a fantastic job so far. Marketing this game to the nth degree. Don't get Rami started on Rob Manfred. Please don't. And and he's not entirely wrong. Rami might replace him someday in I don't agree with all all of what he says, but Rami's not entirely wrong. There's an outstanding offer from the Score North First Place Twin Show to just straight up trade one for one Rami 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 Mackloff. Exactly. I don't don't want him on the air. Send me to the commissioner's office. Send him here. I don't want to work with him. Name value. Yeah, That's we would get splash. some more eyes and ears on the That's show. Do you really think the I'm desired in. demographic I mean, is going to tune into Score North? I'm in. Because we got an old guy who was commissioner? I Judd, just, we'd lose listeners. You, Matthew Manny, and, and I can... Judd sp- with Manfred, man. <laughs> well, just guys. Saying. We can spend all day telling him what he got wrong. The things that he did to market the game into the ground. I don't think he's as funny, but... Stop it! At first, he'd get you. He'd get you. He'd get ears to the station. You know what? Once they figured out that he's dopey and boring, they'd go away. But that guy, you, if you capitalize on it, if you say, grasp the moment, no, do you know say what, he'd what do? you want? He'd come with his hot Mike Trout take. Mike Trout doesn't do enough to market. I saw the guy signing like eight thousand <laughs> autographs in St. Louis. What more do you want, you putz? Say what you want. That guy can roll his R's. I'm Rob, done. Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred will take him. <laughs> 
This has been the Score North First Place Twins Show. Live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 ranks. The magic number is 78 for Judd, Derek, Manny. I'm Rami saying thanks for listening. Go check us out wherever you download podcasts or on that handy-dandy, nifty old Score North mobile app. Congratulations.